Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. You're listening to the Soda Citizen Podcast, a podcast that highlights all of the reasons why Columbia, South Carolina is an amazing place to call home. My name is Mary Lane Sloan. And I'm Brad Allen. Mary Lane and I run The Art of Real Estate, a local real estate brokerage here in Columbia with the goal of not just helping people buy and sell homes, but to go beyond that to help create a sense of community that people are proud to call home. Thanks so much for tuning in. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Soda Citizen podcast. Today, we are really excited to have Carl Blackstone with us. He is the president and CEO of the Columbia Chamber. So welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. So you want to kick go first? off the questions? Ooh. Go for All it. Right, I think it's always best to like assume nobody knows anything, right? right. At least me, because that's how I go into things. So help us out with the chamber. Like we hear a lot about the chamber. We're in business. We tend to know more than the average bear. But people listening, what is the chamber? What do they do? What's their calling? Yeah. Well, thanks. So chambers have been around for forever, it seems, and every town's got one, but they're all different. And uh, the Columbia Chamber has been around since 1902. And it was formed by a bunch of business folks who just said, you know what, we need to align our interest, really, as a trade association in the in the barest minimum of ideas there. But the idea is, look, what, what how can we promote, promote one another? How can we promote business? And it's grown a little bit into sure. today's chambers really are designed to be community leaders, to be thought leaders for the business community, to help think at the 30,000 level foot yeah. on, on a lot of ways. And so we're a regional chamber, which means there's no distinction. You don't check a box to say what you are, but we've really morphed into a chamber that, that we have companies within six counties around Columbia, not just okay. Richland County. Um uh, and there are a lot of cool, smaller chambers within our footprint as well uh, that, that do great things in their, in their community. West Columbia and Casey or Irmo or Blythewood, they all have roots back to us in some ways, but, but they have, uh, they, they're unique to their geographic footprint. Sure. And so I, I, I think it's important for us to delineate a different value, right? I mean, we all have an ROI that we have to present to our clients and our customers, it happens to be for me and the the Columbia Chamber, our, our twelve hundred partners that uh, need something either from us or through us. Right. And it's two. We get small businesses, we got large businesses, and so for us, it's really about looking out for the best interest of the business community here in the Midlands. Gotcha. So can anybody join the chamber? Like, does it matter if you're a business of two employees or 2,000? We take them all. We take them all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we do. And it's a big distinction because you've got, you got your big businesses that really, they don't need us necessarily to promote their business, but they need us to step in and make sure, for instance, looking at public policy and making sure that our elected officials are, are looking at things through the business lens. Sure. You got your small businesses, your mom and pops that that need help B two B. They need to help aware, show uh, brand awareness and and really help expose their business to a larger market. And so we try to do it all. Yeah. So 
talking about somebody our size, we have, I don't know, 11-ish, 8 to 11-ish employees. Like, what resources can the chamber, like, have to help us? Like, I mean, I, so I'm assuming it's sort of like an, uh, an association where you help us, like, in the political front a little bit, but also, like you said, everyday B2B kind of business. Like, what's out there for that? So, a lot of connections are made through the chamber, whether it's through committees or small groups or after hours and all those things. But we also have some strategic things. For, uh, we're morphing as well into this virtual world that sure. no one ex- knew existed <laughs> right. six, seven months ago. Um, as a, and for us, it, ma- it makes it a little bit more challenging. We're having to be more creative in how we do the B2B stuff. Um, the smaller, more retail partners like to think of, I mean, love the interconnectivity, sure. the, the face-to-face mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but providing resources, whether it's content, whether it's classes, whether it's uh, speaker series, whatever, mm-hmm. we, we can do that. More granular, though, is is having opportunities to highlight businesses on through a portal or um, – if we are having a face-to-face, spending a few minutes with each of the companies that are located, hey, let's talk right. about your business, what you're doing, because mm-hmm. knowledge is key, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I take it for granted, uh, but a lot of folks that are getting in the business world, they don't know how to promote their business. Mm-hmm. And that's an art, quite frankly, that right. we're all trying to do a better job of. But uh, So we, it's a litany of things. Sure. But big piece, though, is what I've been trying to focus on is the public policy. Absolutely. And uh, where we can really see some improvement here in, uh, in, in the Midlands. <laughs> that kind of leads me into the next question then. So, uh, we've had some great developers on here, Robert Hughes and Will Brennan and Frank Kaysen, and, you know, obviously the real estate background on our side. So what is drawing people to Columbia, do you think? Cause it's maybe not apparent. We were talking a little bit earlier about we're kind of a sleeper town for a number yeah. of reasons, yeah. but what's bringing those people in and are they coming, I guess? Well, I think it's multifaceted. I mean, I think, COVID has helped change it a little bit. You know, it started, if you really want to go back into the 1930s after the Great Depression, you saw a migration from the rural communities to the urban markets, right? Mm -hmm. And that has continued. That's not changed at all, except what happened in the Great Recession. Mm -hmm. And then that market changed. Companies started relocating to places where there was a workforce. And so you saw a movement to make Charlotte, Atlanta, D.C., New York, Boston, Philly, all bigger. Right. right? And and, and think of what Amazon did. Where did they recruit and where were they looking to locate their facility to big markets because it was easier to get a workforce. Mm -hmm. Columbia has not changed all that much in size over the years. In fact, in 1950, Mm -hmm. Richmond, Raleigh, Columbia, Charlotte, Atlanta, Austin were all about the same size. That's crazy. They're southern capital cities. And, uh, you know, Charlotte took off. Austin took off. You know, Atlanta, different sphere. Mm -hmm. But 1980, Richmond, Raleigh, and Columbia were still relatively the same size. Hmm. So what's the difference? I think uh, there was a forward thinking in their community leadership. I know in Raleigh's case, mm-hmm. they they double down on the Research Triangle Park. And I think you, you can't change the past, but I think looking back where there maybe today we would have made some different decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to be a Raleigh or right. Charlotte or Atlanta. I don't think that's the case at all. We need to be authentically Columbia, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But 
what we do have is we have personality. We have quality of life here that's really strong and good. We got property values that are comparatively in the United States really good. Absolutely. Um, and people like to live here. Uh, we have access, which is is hugely important. Right. Um, and so there are a lot of things that people come here for USC mm-hmm. uh, or the five other colleges in town, and they just want to stick around. They they like it here. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think the biggest driver is quality of life. Um, but you're going to see that trend. COVID has changing the game, right? We're seeing more people migrate down. Yep, absolutely, it's going to be one of those delineating moments in our lifetime of w- what what has changed, and we're going to see growth. The growth in South has been going on for years. Right. This is going to be significant. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've got a buddy that sells in Chicago, and you know, as of July, he had zero de- zero inventory. He was scrounging, and he's the number one agent in Chicago. And now he's like, I have 150 listings. Like people are moving yeah. out of Chicago. He's like, it's it's unprecedented. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I'm turning stuff away. Well, you look at all around South Carolina, average home prices up 44 uh, percent. You got days on the market are lower, mm-hmm. inventories less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to me, it's fascinating and somewhat bewildering, quite frankly, that somebody's going to look online, pick a house, buy a house, sight unseen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all they care about is the roof color or how many bedrooms, and they yep. don't. Mm-hmm. That's unique yeah. to me. It's, yeah. it's foreign, right? Yeah. But it's good. But that's a sign. Right. I mean, where real estate has always been an indicator, it's more so today mm-hmm. of price, market, um, and it's, it's, it's showing that our economy's got great potential. Yeah. So I'm curious if somebody was listening to this and they're thinking about starting a small business here in Columbia, like what are, you know, one or two little nuggets that you think they should know? Well, there, there's a lot to know. And, and and I'm probably not the best one to ask just for individual business, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this. You got to know your stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to know what it takes and the cost and the the, the cost that you know about. And mm-hmm. then you got to do your research to find out the costs that you don't know about right. that are always there. But one thing we've learned during COVID is it's highlighting those companies that are well-managed. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it's, unpredictable marketplace we're in, uh, you, you got to make sure you're making sound business decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it sounds good doesn't always mean it's going to be good. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you got to do your research and make sure that, um, you know, th- we've got a marketplace that's expanding. Perfect. That's a good mm-hmm. time to get in the market, right? But you also got to look at your competition. You got to look at where's where do you have a niche? Because mm-hmm. those that are doing well right now are doing well because they've really developed a niche. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that would be my, I mean, it, it, if you've checked those boxes yeah. and you're ready to go, uh-huh. awesome. Find out where you're going to be because we are uniquely defined by towns or part of towns or you you got to do a little bit more digging these days to make mm-hmm. sure you're putting yourself on the right foot to, mm-hmm. to move forward yeah. because this is a interesting time. Yeah. Have you seen any like cool success stories or, I mean, everybody kind of freaked out when COVID happened and I mean, ultimately business isn't too, too bad. I mean, some industries, obviously yeah. restaurants and stuff like that. Have you seen certain like sleeper industries that have come out and been like, man, we just crushed it because of COVID or. There are a bunch of those. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I, Think of any person that's not done a home project 
in the last <laughs> yeah. seven months. Put in a swimming pool. So you can't, you, <laughs> can't you, can, get a, you, you can't get a swimming pool put in to save months, your life right now. Months <laughs> on a wait list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed gutter work, and it's uh-huh. taken me three months to get a gutter yep. installation mm-hmm. uh, process going. So home improvement stuff's gone through the roof. You can't get your back ordered on refrigerators, anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is nobody's going to start up a manufacturing plant for refrigerators. Right. I get that. Mm-hmm. But it's thinking at what else do they need, right? Mm-hmm. And so home services are huge. I think one of the best uh, pivots that have been, uh, and that we've seen some stories about it, but Zverse has been yeah. a local mm-hmm. printer, 3D mm-hmm. printing company. All of a sudden they're printing face shields. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. We, have, we bought 10 of those. Actually. Did you? Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, I mean, they've, they've, manufactured millions of those things in, in a few months. It's great. You know, not just for COVID, but we have some great sleeper companies in the Midlands. Even uh, one of my favorite stories is uh, a, a company called Sornex over in Lexington. And um, it was started by a guy who was a coach in high school and um, over in the Irmo area. And he started making gym equipment. Mm-hmm. And it's huh. been a... I would think they would even say a fledgling business for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden they're in gyms all around the country. They're in 25 NFL team gyms, wow. Wow. Uh, all based in, in Lexington right now, but it's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, and music stars, they do stuff for the military. Mm-hmm. They do stuff for college athletics. Um, great business. Mm-hmm. It's not an overnight success, right. even though they put in a new <laughs> new building and uh-huh. and uh, but they've been at it for thirty years. Um, I love hearing those sleeper mm-hmm. stories, yeah. mm-hmm. but we've got a lot of those in Colombia, quite frankly. Yeah. Right. That's what made me a little I'm not excited about the pandemic. Trust me, it, it freaked us all out. But I was like, there's got to be avenues out of this thing that makes us even better. Or uh, I mean, we we're opening an office as of two days from now at Lake Murray, so we're expanding um, to take advantage of the, the market mm-hmm. and also to be community resources to that community, not trying to be that from downtown Columbia. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got the dreaded question of cranes, right? So I, we have an office in Greenville. I'm out there two, three days a week. Cranes everywhere. Charleston, cranes. Nashville, their state bird is now the crane, right? Like it is just <laughs> like, I don't, see, we haven't seen one in Columbia in 10 years. Is is that a good litmus of like what our big business is doing? Or are we the sleeper community? It's like, hey, don't worry about that. Because what's going behind the scenes is. I think it's actually fair. Yeah. All right. I mean, you look at um, 2011 through 2016, uh, you know, was in the center of the longest economic expansion in our nation's history, which started in 08, right? right. We went 11 straight years, mm-hmm. 44 straight quarters of growth. But 20, between 2011 and 2016, Richland County had a negative job loss, okay? Mm-hmm. We're the only urban market that I'm aware of during that time that had a job loss. Mm-hmm. Since then, we've seen about six headquarters leave town. Now, companies are still here. The job losses were not significant, right. but the impacts are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't emphasize enough the need to have headquartered companies in Columbia mm-hmm. because the investment into that local economy is greater when the headquarters is here, mm-hmm. right? And domiciled there because the executives get involved. And mm-hmm. so philanthropic giving. So, yeah, we, we're in a challenging time there. Um, again, the job losses have not been astronomical. In fact, mm-hmm. our job losses have been on par with other uh, peer cities. Sure. The difference is we've not put more in the funnel on the mm-hmm. front end. Mm-hmm. And so 
they shake out and this normal business cycle does have an impact, we're going to lose jobs. But we've not put enough in to really uh, keep up. And so that's got to be a primary focus of our leadership in both the city and the county going mm-hmm. forward. We need economic development is the driver of a lot of things, right? W- what else is a driver? Education, strong mm-hmm. schools, really drive home prices. It drives growth in, in companies relocating. And sure. so uh, it's there's no magic bullet to mm-hmm. anything. It's a... A number of things you got to do well Mm -hmm. uh, to see the long-term impact. And so cranes are visual. People see that when they're driving through or the lack thereof. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlotte had 14 at one time. Uh, You know, we had one for a little while when they were changing the air conditioning unit on a tall building, but that was was it. We'll take it. Um, I would argue it doesn't count (laughs) because, you know, it it counted for that day. but. Yeah, we, we've we've got to see, and we're in this uh, unique time now where the commercial market space in Columbia has is pretty high in occupancy. This pre-COVID, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, we we're really not over ninety percent. Um, the problem is the rents were far less than what it would cost to build. Sure, yep. so about a ten dollar delta there. Um, so rents are going to have to go up before we can get enough demand to really build new office towers. Sure. Um, we'll have to see (laughs) what happens going uh, forward with, with COVID, but there are some opportunities. I mean, we've got, we were talking about this earlier. We've got one of the strongest insurance tech markets in the country. Um, and I think there's plenty of room for growth there. Right. Um, we're sitting in a beautiful setting downtown Mm -hmm. on Bull Street campus. Mm -hmm. This is prime for new development. Um, Yes, there was tax dollars in, involved, but in the overall, in 20 years from now, uh, I think we'll look back and say this is a good use of, of, of dollars sure. mm-hmm. because of the growth that we're seeing from Capgemini to REI, name it. That's just the beginning. Yep. And so uh, that downtown corridor is really growing, which is, we need that, mm-hmm. right? You got to have a right. solid core if you want a strong body. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that we're well on our way. Yeah, Absolutely. So I guess I'm just curious. I know you don't have a crystal ball and COVID has definitely made things interesting, but like, where do you see Columbia in the next five years, business-wise speaking? So I could have answered that fairly easily six months ago. Um, (laughs) We're all taking a little stutter step right now Mm -hmm. as we realize. I think it's still really good. I mean, I think the outlook is extremely good for Columbia. One, size helps us here. Um, we don't have the traffic woes and we don't have, um, we have people. Mm-hmm. And so I think companies in, after the great recession wanted to relocate to where there was talent. Mm-hmm. Well, we have talent, right? We have six universities and colleges here in the Midlands. Uh, if you can come here and take advantage of the um, the timing, I think you'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. So we need to market ourselves to those companies that want to get out of the urban areas. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sit in traffic for yep. two hours right. a day. I mean, given a choice, right? If you're sure. sitting up in the Northeast right now and you hadn't been in an office in seven months, you haven't walked out of your apartment complex in seven months, right. you're looking for a new home. We're here, right? Yeah, we're we're right. open for yeah. business. Yep. Um, 
it's a good market to be in with a lot of amenities. So that piece is great. And I think we're going, we'll capitalize there. But a lot of the growth that we will see and that we have seen over the last 10 years is all due to the university. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've been blessed to have USC here and they've grown a bunch and we've grown, we've grown in the ways of hospitality and retail. Mm -hmm. Now we've got to pivot a little bit and say, let's, let's look at economic development in the sense of brick and mortar jobs, mm-hmm. um, tech jobs, yep. but let's grow the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that starts with the, obviously like you said, a good educational basis. So you have the people to employ when those hopeful headquarters come here, correct? Correct. I mean, and that day takes a little bit of time to develop, but the good news is through, if it's a, a trade, we've got great programs at Midlands Tech and we can, we can work with a company that needs to quickly train a workforce. We've got all the litany of programs. I'm mean, got the Darla Moore school. Here. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Number one business school in the country here. Yeah. Well, let's take advantage of it. Sure. So I think, um, we see significant growth in retirees out of Fort Jackson. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and you hate to think Jackson is a great facility, well-run facility. We don't, see it every day. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, unless you're driving around on that side of town, you don't see it because the troops are stuck on post. Yeah. But it is a, is a huge engine for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably got a, military's got about a $4 billion impact on our community every year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a, pre-COVID, we had about 5,000 people visiting Columbia every week just for Fort Jackson. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, we see a ton of people want to retire and stay here because of what we offer here. Yeah, and we get so, a lot of people that were here, transfer out, and they come back here yeah. and retire. Not just mm-hmm. last station at Fort Jackson. Like, they come back from wherever they were. Like, right. we want to be in Columbia. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, we, obviously, I do a ton with with Jackson. And, and we, we pride ourselves in being the most military-friendly community in the country. And, and it's a tagline, in which we, I love to promote, but at the same time, you got to earn that, in my opinion. You sure. just can't throw it out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we do a really good job there. Um, we're the largest training base in the country right. at Fort Jackson. I mean, they graduate, I mean, a thousand a week out of Fort Jackson to be our armed forces. And so if we do a good job, and that's one of our missions at the chamber to make sure that we not only promote Jackson, but also make sure that we're the welcoming committee. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, that it started actually, one of the things I mentioned, what started out of uh, the chamber, 1916, five business leaders at the chamber raised $50,000 to recruit Jackson here. So one of the, I mean, oh, talking wow. about a public-private yeah. partnership right. has paid off uh, $50,000 in 1916 to a $4 billion contribution sure. every year. Yeah. I'll take that every yes. day, right? <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, so that that taught that, that was foresight that was li- having strong leaders mm-hmm. come up and say, "Hey, let's let's have a plan." It didn't pay off sure. the next Overnight, year. Right. You got to think strategically, which you know, part of our job really needs to be focused on our leadership and making sure that we have the 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 best interest of our community, not the best interest of them. Right. Uh, the forefront of their minds. And so uh, good leadership can get us where we need to be. 
Absolutely. So with that, we appreciate your leadership and yeah. the chamber and doing everything you do to help promote small and large businesses. Cause it's honestly, it's that, it's that circle. It's the jobs, it's the businesses, it's the education, it's everything. And, um, somebody's gotta be watching that because you're right. Everybody's just looking out for their peace and we need somebody looking out for all of it. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, it's important. Um, and, and I think with the focus there, I'm really bullish on what's coming on. Good. Good. That's we'll, exciting. We'll, we'll back you. If you need 50 grand for another Ford Jackson, come talk to her. <laughs> right Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you so much for joining us. And um, I hope everybody enjoyed listening to this conversation and we'll subscribe and um, continue to follow our podcast, The Soda Citizen. And as always, if there's anything we can ever do for you or any of you guys out there, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at The Art of Real Estate. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, man. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max, now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 650 bucks only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p, up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable.